Welcome to the Let's Talk Money and More podcast with me, Leslie Thomas. The aim of the podcast is to get us all talking about money more. Talking about money is still considered to be a taboo. We don't talk about money enough. Women don't talk about money enough. And that needs to stop. In this podcast, my guests and I talk about money, mindset, and how to turn around limiting beliefs, allowing you to develop a healthy, wealthy money mindset. Our relationship with money doesn't just affect our finances, but impacts every aspect of our business. And most of all, our own sense of self-value and self-worth. By mastering your mindset, you can in turn master the money you make in your business. Welcome to the latest episode of the Let's Talk Money and More podcast with me, Leslie Thomas. Today is a solo episode and I've decided to do something a little bit different. Last week, I ran a four-day challenge in a membership that I'm the Associate Coach for Money Mindset in. And it was a four-day challenge, which people said had been really impactful for them. So I thought I would share some of that challenge with you for this week's episode. And I'm going to share with you some of the practical exercises that I took those who attended the challenge through, as I thought maybe a little bit of practical coaching and to give you an opportunity to really reflect on your relationship with money might be really helpful. So let's begin. So I first of all want to talk about your money story. And we all have a money story, a story that was gifted to us by our family. It's a story that belongs in our childhood, but we have hung on to it despite the fact it is very likely to be no longer serving us. But that story gives us comfort. It justifies our decisions about what we won't do. It gives us permission to procrastinate and ultimately can leave us feeling disappointed in ourselves. So what is your earliest memory about money? And what did you learn about money from that experience? And what did you accept as the truth? You used to believe in the tooth fairy, in the Easter bunny, etc. You accepted that as the truth when you were a lot younger. But what did you accept as the truth regarding your earliest memory about money? And was it actually true or was it what you believed to be true? What decision or decisions have you taken as a result of this belief? Now, I've spoken on this podcast several times about limiting beliefs versus limiting decisions, but I think this is such an important topic that I'm going to keep returning back to it time and time again. So what is the difference between a limiting belief versus a limiting decision? 
So a limiting belief is something that actually we can feel the fear and do it anyway. So we could believe that we cannot be visible in our business because nobody is going to listen to us. Nobody wants to hear from us. What we have to say is not as good as somebody more experienced, etc., etc. That is a limiting belief that we hold onto. And as a result of that limiting belief, we can do one of two things. We can either decide to accept that our limiting beliefs are fact and that we are never, ever going to do anything to change them. In the case of visibility, we make a decision that we're never going to be visible, that we don't need to be visible in our business. um, And that is the decision that we are taking. Can you imagine the impact that will have on your business if you decide you are not going to become more visible, that you are not going to do all you can to ensure your would-be clients are aware of you, are aware of the results that you can bring for them, particularly invisible, when they decide they need those results and therefore go and look for the company, for the business, for the individual who can help them to achieve those results. So your limiting decision has made that that person, that would-be client, instead of coming to you because you have been visible to them, because they have seen and heard you time and time again talking about what you do, but when you've been invisible as far as they're concerned, then they will make a decision to go and work with somebody else. Now, with limiting beliefs, we can feel the fear and we can do it anyway. We can decide to get out of our own way, to get out of our comfort zone, to get comfortable with being uncomfortable, however you want to describe it because we recognize that doing the very thing that we feel nervous about, that we feel shy about, that we feel scared about, we recognize it's a stepping stone in helping us to get where we want to. So what limiting beliefs have you had that you've pushed through, where you have felt the fear, but you've done it anyway? What limiting decision have you made? How has that served you? It probably hasn't. And what has the cost been to you? What has the cost been to you of making that limiting decision? But was there a secondary gain by making that limiting decision more than the gain of making a different decision? And the secondary gain is what is the motivation for us not doing the hard stuff? Well, the secondary gain in not getting more visible in your business is you don't have to feel uncomfortable about going live on social media. You don't have to feel nervous about regularly seeing your photograph on social media. 
You don't have to go through the discomfort of putting yourself forward to speak live in front of an audience. They are all secondary gains. But the secondary gains, are they a good enough gain versus you making a different decision and getting out of your own way? So I've now got a practical exercise for you. I want you to take a piece of paper and divide it into four so it looks like a window frame. Alternatively, if you go onto Google and type in decision balance framework, it will then give you a template. There are many, many templates available on the internet. So you can either draw your own or you can go to the internet, download a template and print it off. And I want you to write down the number one limiting decision that you have made regarding your relationship with money. And on top of the window, left side, you write benefits. And above the right hand box, you write costs, stroke, cons. Then down the side, write making a change. And then next to the box below, not changing. And then I want you to work through completing that box. And I say, if you can't understand from what I'm saying here, I will leave, I'll put a link into the show notes so that you can link to a very, very simple template that will allow you to do that. And what I'd like you to do is to then complete the boxes actually based on one decision that you have made and write down that number one limiting decision and fill in the boxes. Because in doing so, it'll give you a much, much better understanding of where the secondary gain is with regards to that limiting decision. But more importantly than that, will hopefully convince you of why you need to no longer make a limiting decision to feel the fear and do it anyway. So that exercise alone can be really impactful in helping you to realize where you've been getting in your own way and to start thinking about making a different decision. Now, on day two of the challenge, we looked at what is your motivation to create change? Because when you link this in with the information that you get in the previous exercise, and if you link it in with your motivation to change, then magic can happen. The only time we will really commit to a change and take action is when we are really connected to the reason why we want to change in the first place. If we're not really connected to why we want to change, then it's very unlikely we will remain committed to the goal and the action needed to get us there. And again, I've spoken about this on previous podcasts. This is why largely New Year's resolutions fail. So why do you want to change your relationship with money, your money mindset? 
And let me just say here, why have you not found the real connection yet for making that change? And this goes back to the decision balance sheet I just mentioned. What is the secondary gain you have had that has held you where you are right now? When we can really identify what our real true why is for making change, this is when we will absolutely go all in. And if I use an example that I used on the challenge last week, so imagine you have gotten back home after a day at work. You might have been going and meeting clients. You might have been attending a conference. You might have gone to a networking event, whatever it might be. You are absolutely worn out. You're dog tired. It was a a long and difficult journey home. It's horrible outside and you're just feeling too tired. You were due to go to a gym class, but when you get in, you just feel too tired. You just want to go upstairs and change into your pajamas. So upstairs you go, you're in the process of changing, and then all of a sudden you smell something. You smell smoke, and then the house fire alarm goes off, and it dawns on you, my God, there is a fire. You grab who or what is most important to you and you run like your life depended on it because it actually may depend on it. So what is absolutely your why in that instance? It is to get out of the house, out of harm as quickly as possible. All thoughts of how tired you were, where you didn't have enough energy to go to the gym has completely fallen away because you are completely focused on your why, which is getting everybody safe out of the house. Now, that might seem like quite an extreme example, but it gave a good example of the limiting belief. I'm too tired. I'm too worn out. I'm not going to go to the gym, making a limiting decision because of that limiting belief that you're too tired. But actually, when push came to shove, when you believed your life was in danger, then you summoned up the strength to get out of that house as quickly as you possibly could. And that's exactly what we have to do when we want to change our money mindset, our relationship with money. We have to be absolutely committed to our why. So what is your absolute why? Is it getting out of debt? Is it never having money worries again? Is it creating more memories with your children? Is it quitting your job? Is it buying your own house? Is it earning really big money? But if it's that one, what will you do with it? Because remember, it's not the money, it's the purpose we put our money to. Is it creating a business that supports your vision for life? What is it that puts real fire in your belly? 
that will get you so connected to it that despite what obstacles may come in your way, you are determined, absolutely determined that nothing will stop you. So those are two of the exercises that I shared on the challenge last week. I'm going to stop there for today's episode because I want to give you the chance to really think about those two exercises in order to get the most out of them. I want you to either draw or print off the decision balance sheet and to complete that and to really lean into your why to really lean into being emotionally connected to your why. Because those two exercises together will really allow you to uncover and explore what might be holding you back right now and allow you to make a different decision and to really emotionally connect to your why, which is going to be the stepping stone That allows you to start doing all the things initially you felt were too uncomfortable to do. But actually, because you now have committed to your why, you suddenly realize you can do those things that are making you, that previously made you feel uncomfortable. So that's it for today. I will return to some more of the practical exercises for another episode of the podcast. But I thought those two particular ones could be really, really useful. I hope so. Let me know. In the meantime, that's it for this week. And I look forward to catching up with you next week. But don't forget, I really do love getting all your emails, all your messages. And if there is anything that you would like to share with me, then please do so. Until next week, take care. Thanks very much for listening to the latest episode of the Let's Talk Money and More podcast. I really hope you enjoyed it. If you would like to better understand your relationship with money, then please head to the resources section on my website, the Money Confidence Academy, and download my monthly money mindset audit. This will allow you to create a benchmark for where your relationship with money is right now and allow you to continue to measure it on a monthly basis as you do the inner work to improve it. You will also find a copy of my Money Archetypes Assessment at the same time, which will allow you to start to really understand which are your three primary money archetypes driving your relationship with money and how to use this information to make, spend, keep and invest more money. Or if you are a female online business owner, why not join my free money confidence community over on Facebook? A link to the group and other ways to connect with me can be found in the show notes. Finally, if you have enjoyed listening to the podcast, please do tell others about it. And I would love it if you rated it and gave a review.